Good morning. Is this Terry Smith Cato? Or is that Cato, Terry Cato Smith? How do you how do you say it? <laughs> good morning. It good is, morning. Good morning. It is Terry Smith Cato. There you have it. Good morning. Drive through drive through listeners, but we want to say good morning to you today. We'll be speaking with Terry. Kato Smith, right? It's early. My mind's just <laughs> Hey, hey, it's all good. You know what? Terry Kato is fine. It's all right. This is my maiden name. You can just say Terry Kato. It's all good. There you go. See? All right. Terry Kato is an entrepreneur, author, and public speaker. She is the executive producer and host of Real Talk with Terry, a lifestyle and relationship talk show based in the San Francisco Bay Area. There are many more things that Terry is involved with. I um, actually met Terry at a San Jose uh, a Lynx event, uh, the San Jose chapter, and she is an author. That's that's what cued me. All right, so I just want to introduce you to Terry Cato, and good morning. Good morning. Thank you again for having me. I'm excited to um, be a part of your show. Excellent. Uh, we, we we bring the show every Tuesday morning, and I always try to uh, bring some edumatainment, entertainment, whatever you want to call it, okay? So so I remember meeting you at the uh, author's event, and you, you were uh, releasing your book, No Longer a Bridesmaid. Yes, No Longer a Bridesmaid. Okay, yes. tell, tell us about that. Okay, so um, No Longer a Bridesmaid um, was actually, that's actually my first published book, and um, it simply chronicles the seven years that I was single, celibate, and believe in God for a husband. So it's just, um, it's an inspirational book that's a testament to, um, you know, my faith and, and me believing and preparing for something that at that season in my life I truly, truly desired, and that was to... Um, to be a wife and to be a mother. So the book just takes readers through my journey to that. Um, so, again, it's a, it's a very inspirational read, and um, I'm an adamant um, writer. I've been writing um, for as long as I can ever remember, so I'm very proud of that because um, No Longer a Bridesmaid was actually my first published book. So, yeah. Excellent. In writing your first book, the process of writing – let me let me see if I can just try to tap in and how I want to approach this this question for you. Okay, for seven years you you you're saying you were on a journey, celibate, and and finding yourself being a bridesmaid at weddings mm-hmm. and trying to prepare yourself for marriage. Can you give? Can you share with us some of the maybe emotions or whatever that maybe you were going through? And then I'm going to ask you another question. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Um, You know, when you're um, in it, it seems like forever. Um, And just some of the emotions that I was going through, um, because this was a number of years ago, and, you know, I was much younger. Um, Mm -hmm. I was in my 20s, um, going through graduate school, had just finished graduate school, And a lot of the people around me at that time, a lot of people that I went to college with, a lot of my friends and just um, ladies that I went to church with, you know, we were all in that season where, you know, your young 20s, you just have a lot of people getting married. 
So, um, you know, when you're friends with people and associates, you get invited to weddings, you get asked to be in weddings. Thus, that's how the name um, No Longer a Bridesmaid came up. But um, the actual working title of the book, as I was writing the manuscript, it was actually called Always a Bridesmaid because mm-hmm. that's why I fell in that journey. And for me, I went through, um, you know, ups and downs, different seasons of or different um, phases of, you know, when is it going to be my time? When is it going to be my time? And I was very happy for my friends and associates that were getting married at that time. But, again, that's a natural human response. You know, you're um, – believe in God for something and, and you feel as though you're ready, whether or not you're ready, uh, whether or not that's true, um, mm-hmm. but you're wondering, okay, this is happening for her, it's happening for her, it's happening for this person. You know, God, when is it going to happen for me? And that's how I felt um, during that time. At one point, you know, I just felt like, you know, maybe God forgot about me or maybe, you know, it's just not in it for me. Maybe marriage, I'm not one to be married. So that's kind of how I felt um, during that time. But let me tell you, interestingly enough, as I was nearing the end of the journey, I did not know at the time, but as I was nearing the end of that journey, I I was okay with it. I said, you know what, God, if this is what you have for me, if I'm to be a single career woman for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, I'm okay with it. And when I was okay with it, then out of my husband came. <laughs> it's very interesting. So, so that that brings me to uh, another thought. Do, did you ever feel that you were trying too hard to become a bride? No. Why, why I say that? It, it's, I'm not, not necessarily just targeting you. Don't don't take it that way. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just mirroring it to the point. Even when I was single and was like, man, I really want to be with someone. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was it was like I I couldn't get the time of day. So mm-hmm. what what I thought for myself was maybe this signal I'm sending off is overbearing. Maybe it's too strong. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe, maybe people see my desire. You know I don't know. <laughs> maybe they think like, oh my god, he's desperate. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> okay, you, you know I you okay. know I'm gonna I I will, t- I will be a totally honest. I never felt like maybe I was coming off too strong. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. I felt like in my heart was maybe the the guys that I'm attracted to, maybe those guys are not attracted to me. That's how okay. I felt. Okay. I, I felt like that. So I because because again, this is coming from a woman's point of view versus what you were feeling coming from a male point of view. Okay. So. Me, I felt like, you know, maybe maybe guys just don't desire me or maybe the, the kind of guys that I, I'm attracted to, maybe that kind of guy is not attracted to me. That's how I felt. Um, Very interesting. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice, Terry. Mm-hmm. Terry, where mm-hmm. can, where can uh, one find your access to your, your book, No Longer a Bridesmaid? Yes, No Longer Bridesmaid, um, you can actually find it on all of the traditional book sites, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, Books A Million, all of the book sites is there. And you can also um, go to my website, um, Terry Cato, T-E-R-Y, Cato, C-A-T-O dot com, and then that will give you links. Um, it'll kind of, you'll eventually find your way to my book and just 
learn more about me and what I'm doing um, in terms of my um, TV show, Real Talk with Terry. Um, so people can also search for me that way. And I'm also on social media as well, um, Terry Cato. And again, people can definitely um, find the book. Um, it's, it's out there on the website, social media, um, and all of those traditional um, avenues. Excellent. And that's T-E-R-R-Y Cato, C-A-T-O. That's Terry Cato. The exactly. book is called No Longer a Bridesmaid. Terry, you, you're leading us right into the next topic, your TV show. Tell yes. about your, your uh, TV show, and that is on uh, Comcast here in the Bay Area, Channel yes. 15. Is that correct? Yes. The show um, airs weekly on channel, Comcast Channel 15 in the Bay Area. And um, the, it's interesting how the TV show came about. Mm-hmm. Um, the TV show came about as I was out and about promoting my book. I was out, um, you know, speaking about the book, you know, going to different venues and, you know, just out meeting people. And at that time I came across a producer at the community um, station here, <laughs> excuse me, in San Jose. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking, myself and the producer, we were at an event in San Jose, and, and he was talking to me about something that he was doing, a project, and then he learned that I was an author and asked me to be a part of it. And I was like, absolutely, I'd love to come out and share about my book. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and he recorded the event. And after the event, he told me, he said, Terry, there's a lot of people who want to be on TV. He said, but I'm telling you, um, he was like, you're, you're one of those people who should be on TV. He was oh, like, wow. you did an amazing job presenting your book, talking about your book. He was like, so if being on TV, if that's something that you like to do, he was like, I can help you do that. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Because at that time, I actually had the idea for a reality show for my book. So it was basically going to be a reality show inspired by my book, No Longer a Bridesmaid. So Mm -hmm. I was um, talking to a producer out of L.A. about that concept at the same time. So um, to make a long story short, the reality show, um, I backed away from that um, because I I learned in a short period of time just kind of the ins and outs of reality shows, and Mm -hmm. I did not want my name or my brand um, Present it in that way. So I'll just say it like that. So I backed away okay. <laughs> from the reality show concept, and, and, like, and I kind of went down the TV show concept. And, um, and it really, um, I think, what, we're five and a half, almost six years in now, it, mm-hmm. it developed from there. And, I mean, the show, interestingly enough, it has grown, grown, more, do- more doors have opened I've gotten amazing feedback, and because of the show, um, I was actually invited um, along with several other women back in 2016 to go to Washington, D.C. and be a part of, yeah, the United States of Women, um, which was hosted by then-President and Mrs. Obama. So I was honored to do that as a community change maker and just the things that I was doing with the TV show. I was able to go out and be a part of this tremendous event and then as a result of that, you know, again, the show just continued to grow and get good feedback. And what we, um, what myself and my team, what we're actually working on now is a spinoff show <laughs> of mm-hmm. Talk with Terry, and it's something that um, we're talking to um, production companies in L.A. for to see if we can um, team up with a bigger production company and then actually pitch 
the spinoff to networks. So that's where we are now. And, of course, like everything in Hollywood here in the Bay Area, our production has been temporarily suspended because we're all um, in quarantine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yes. so we're um, like everything in Hollywood, New York and Atlanta, where they tape shows as well. So we're quarantined. But um, we're really excited about um, the spinoff show because, um, you know, as I've been talking to people and out networking, that's what my team, we've been working towards was to um, – get the concept to where um, I was more in the commercial space and mm-hmm. to come up with the right thing for me and for my personality and what I'm passionate about. So we're really excited about the spinoff show that, um, and we really hope it gets picked up, but, um, you know, but it's, it's all good. However it goes, one thing that I'm learning is that you enjoy the journey. You know, the fun is in the journey, mm-hmm. not always the destination. And so we're just having fun with it right now. That's real talk right there. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't capture, though, what day does that show air? Yes, the show airs weekly on Sundays at 1 o'clock, Comcast Channel 15. And right now um, everything is in reruns. Um, we mm-hmm. have new content, but, again, because everybody is on quarantine, um, anything mm-hmm. that we take. Um, everything is just in reruns right now. So um, when everything kind of opens back up, there will be a couple of new episodes that will drop. So we're excited about that as well. Very nice. Tell us again uh, your website. Um, the website is terrycato.com, T-E-R-R-Y-C-A-T-O.com, Terry Cato. And I'm also on social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay. Now, let's talk about the creative process. I know you were saying that uh, the, the, the seven years or so where you were, uh, you know, wanting to be in a, in a relationship and preparing yourself for marriage. Mm-hmm. Talk about your creative process. Okay. If you can, if you can let, let's see if we can – I don't want to pigeonhole you, but if, if, you mm-hmm. could, if you could guide us into your creative process. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, I get asked that question a lot because when people find out that you're a writer and that you've actually published a book, they do. They want to know your creative process, and, and I'm happy to share mine because what a lot of people ask me, they're like, Terry, do you, um, you know, write your manuscript first or do you write first and then type or do you just go straight to the computer and type? Um, you know, how do you write? How do you um, you know, take your ideas from concept to creation. And um, I have different processes that work for me depending on what season and what mood I am. Now, in terms of my the book that I actually published, uh, that is how it started out. The actual idea came to me. I was in a marriage enrichment class. At that point, you know, I had been through my journey, was on the other side of it. I was married, you know, um, was a, a newlywed at that time and was at a marriage enrichment class at my church, and my first lady, um, her, her and our pastor, they just had this anointing on their life for, like, married couples. Um, so they would do a lot of married events, and, and they would ask my husband and me to speak on panels. And I happened to be on a panel, and I remember sharing something about my process and that, you know, how God revealed to me that that entire process from start to finish was seven years and talked about, 
you know, seven being the number of completion, eight being the, you know, symbol, symbolic of new beginnings. And I just remember sharing all of that with the single ladies and was at just encouraging them to, you know, just keep the faith, you know, God will bless in due season. And I just remember saying a lot of stuff. I said a lot more. And um, everybody was just um, captured by that. And from there, um, I would be in marriage enrichment and, the pastor and his wife would always want me to share my journey, just different phases of my journey to encourage the single ladies, being that I wasn't that far from removed from that season in my life. So I found that's how I started initially sharing the journey. So from there, um, someone in the family, I believe it was my sister-in-law, she was like, Terry, you know, this testimony is amazing. She was like, you need to, like, record this stuff, you know, because it was, it's not just that, but I have other testimonies of, of something that I'm writing, um, you know, right now about how my mom passed away when I was 28 and I took my brother in when he was 12 and raised him as my own. So I've actually um, taken that part of my life and I'm, I'm writing um, a pilot about that you know, a strong black female lead, you know, she's young and they experience tragedy and she takes her brother in and raises him. So um, so I, I really, um, I take things that have happened in my life. That's where mm-hmm. my inspiration comes from. So mm-hmm. when my sister-in-law encouraged me, I was thinking, you know, maybe I should write a book. So I just started jotting notes down, um, you know, and I can't even tell you the, the first thing that I wrote, but I just mm-hmm. I just remember I just started almost like, I don't journal, so people ask me that a lot. Do I journal? No, I, I don't journal, and I did not journal for that book. However, there's another inspirational book that I'm working on. I did journal for that book, okay? So mm-hmm. I started, um, you know, just writing ideas down. I, I remember just writing stuff that I was feeling at that time, um, when I was single. So that's how I started writing. Sometimes it would be I would go to the computer and then I would just write. Other times, um, I got a lot of inspiration in church. I would be in church and I would just start writing. I would start writing on paper. I would just write whatever, you know, came to me, whatever I would want to share. And then I would just drop it into what became my manuscript or my draft. So in, that, in, in, in the early phases, what I tell people, don't worry about editing. Don't worry about mm-hmm. chapter mm-hmm. one and chapter two. Just write okay. yeah. your idea on paper. And then once you actually um, – have what you consider, you know, a sizable amount, then you start organizing it, you know, okay, breaking it up into, okay, this can be a chapter one or this can be chapter two, this can maybe be a section one or section Um, two. You figure it out, you kind of organize it at that point. Because I think um, a lot of people, they tend to get stuck in the editing phase. They write something and then they'll go back and they'll say, and then I scrapped all of that because it wasn't good or it wasn't relevant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how do you know it wasn't relevant? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, just write. Just allow yeah. the story to tell itself. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I tell people. I'm like, allow the story to tell itself, and then wow. there will be a, a point in the process where you do edit. So for me, um, I did get to that point where I felt like, okay, I have enough where it can be edited. And I um, handed it off to, uh, it was amazing how God put people in my life at that time, what I needed, he put in my life. So Mm -hmm. there was a lady in my life at that time, she was a professional editor, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. And Mm -hmm. she found out that I was writing a book, and she said, Terry, when you get to that point, I'm happy to do some some initial editing for you. And she knew it. 
so I got to a point where I, I was like, okay, I think I can, um, um, I feel confident where I can hand it off to somebody to give me some critical feedback. And she gave me amazing feedback. Cause, so I would say that she was what I, I like to call my development editor. I gave it to her in the early phases. She helped me. She was like, you know, she was the person who told me, okay, Terry, you take this chunk of information that could probably be like part three. She was like, I see you breaking this book up into three parts. Tell about the beginning of your journey. Tell about the part when you actually met the man who would actually become your husband. And mm-hmm. then in the third part of the book, talk about, um, you know, the single personalities, the seven personalities that you um, notice in single ladies. So she gave me that idea, and she did all of the initial editing, helped me organize all the chapters, and then from there I had the shell of what would become the final book. So Mm -hmm. once I went through and filled in, um, you know, all the chapters and, you know, took all of her feedback, you know, she told me stuff like, you know, Terry, you need to elaborate more on this. Terry, take this out of this paragraph, and this should be an entire chapter by itself. You need to elaborate. So that's what a development editor would do for you. So once Excellent. I got that page and, and took all of her feedback and incorporated mm-hmm. it into the manuscript, at that point I was like, okay, wow, this is like developing into a full-fledged book. So then when I got to the end stages, I had what was called a copy editor. She went back through and she did all of the final editing. She got it ready for, like, let's get this thing in professional shape where it's ready to go to print. Okay. So I had a a copy editor. And then I also hired a professional graphic designer to actually custom design the cover. Now, um, people might say, okay, you had a development editor, you had a, a professional graphic designer, and then you had a copy editor. Yes, those services cost money. But if you want a professional product, you have to invest money into your product. You know, um, I hear about a lot of people, they get um, they get covers off of the Internet, and then they'll see somebody else with their cover. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, stock, stock, you, stock photos. Yes, stock mm-hmm. photos, yes. Yeah. Well, if you pay somebody to do, because, I mean, I still have the original artwork. I mean, my graphic designer, she was the bomb. She, we, we talked about my book. We talked about the concept. We talked about my heart. We talked about. We even talked about the colors. I mean, we talked right. about mm-hmm. everything. And so I have the original artwork. I mean, she sketched my original artwork by hand, and mm-hmm. she did four concepts. And then we picked the concept, which is the one that I landed on that I wanted to go with. And then we filled in the color. So I mean, my that's like original artwork that I helped design with a graphic designer that I hired. So, I mean, it's it's just, you know, I just tell people, you know, do what you can. You know, you're going to invest some money in it. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to put your best work out there. You know, you want to put your best work out there. So so that's kind of my process, how it worked for that book, for that particular book, No Longer a Bridesmaid. That was um, great. Yeah. yeah, and then even in the end, you know, I, I consulted with PR people because um, that's how I ended up with the name No Longer a Bridesmaid. Right at the end, I changed it from Always a Bridesmaid, and, in fact, I still have that original um, mock-up, but mm-hmm. we changed it at the last minute to No Longer a Bridesmaid because I remember mm-hmm. consulting with book agents and consulting with a PR agent, um, and they, and it was the PR agent and a book agent told me, um, you know, after reading this and, and mm-hmm. kind of how you're on the other side of it, 
something that encapsulate that more or less encapsulate your journey is that you're no longer a bridesmaid. You're not still a bridesmaid. You're mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, no longer. So that's how we edited the name because you know, the advice that I received was you want something that summarizes your journey, not telling yeah. people that you're still in the journey. I'm like, ah, love it. And then yeah. they thought it was a good hook. So, yeah, so you all, you know, you want to spend money and a little bit of money, and you want to invest in people that can help you put the best, your best work out there. And I feel okay. like that's what I did, and I'm very proud of you know, the work that was put out there, and um, and I'm working on a pilot um, that's inspired by the book as well okay. um, that I'm proud of. So um, so when I say I'm a writer, you know, I write everything. I, you know, obviously write books. I, You know, I started out when I was a kid. You know, I would write poems and short stories, and I'm a songwriter because um, I know we both have that in common, the whole um, music, the love right. of music. So I'm a songwriter as well, so I'm I'm very um, proud of that because I started back writing songs and, you know, really trying to um, get my songs out there. Well, so, I tell you what, Terry, <laughs> I see why you're also a host of your own show, too. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right, because I just, I, I talk. <laughs> so I love that. So hopefully I answer your question. And then I'm going to let you take your show back home. <laughs> well, this is, this is a, a great conversation we're having, and and I wanna I wanna ask you uh, one one more short question, then we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. Okay. Publishing. Yes. I see that you're you're your own publisher, and mm-hmm. and, and, and in, in about you know uh, uh, less than three minutes, can you tell us? how you went about that and why you, why you found that to be significant. Okay, so I I did what was called I self-published my first book. So there's a couple of ways to publish. You can self-publish, which means you start your own publishing company to get your work out there, or you can get a book agent, and then the book agent will take your work and they will – um, try to sell it, or they would try to get one of the, it used to be the big three or the big four, but they would try to sell it to one of the big publishing companies. I made the choice um, in, in my process. I was pitching agents and was trying to get an agent for my book and was um, was somewhat successful, found somebody that was kind of interested in representing me. But I just made the choice um, after talking to authors who was traditionally published and self-published, and after consulting with author friends of mine, I just made the choice that I wanted to get the first book out on my own so that I can fully understand the book business because that's something that a lot of authors and creatives don't realize is that whether it be the book business or the music industry, it is a business, and you have to fully understand the business of that. So that is why I created my own publishing company to carry my own works. So my publishing company, it owns my creative works, and I can license it out to whomever I choose. Got it. So I'm also assuming that you also go through the copyright process as well. Absolutely. So I yes, I copyrighted my book. Mm-hmm. Same thing that I do with my music. Um, I have my own music publishing company as well. So my publishing company owns the rights to my creative work, 
and I license it out, whether it be to artists or whoever, you know, because I maintain my song writing credits, like my publishing credits for my book. So, like, I go out and I buy the ISBN numbers for my book. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you search my ISBN number, my mm-hmm. book will come up with my publishing company. And then the same thing with songs that I've written. I copyright them and then obviously, you know, pitch them to artists and record labels and team up with producers to uh, get the the work out there. So, yeah, so I I just say that to any creative, um, you know, however you do it, there's no Mm -hmm. right and wrong way. You Mm -hmm. just need to understand how business of books and the business of music works. And that is exactly why I brought it up. Because okay. there is no right and wrong way. You just need to understand the business and make sure you make the right decision for yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, Terry. Terry Cato, please yes. give us your website and um, also your social media info where, where folks can contact you, can ask you uh, further questions, can support you. Absolutely. And all that good stuff. Thank you so much. So thank you once again, Eric, for having me be a part of your show this morning. Um, you can reach me at um, Terry Cato, that's T-E-R-R-Y, Cato, C-A-T-O, no spaces, terrycato.com. That's my website. On social media, I am actually Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, 411 Cato, C-A-T-O, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can find me. Um, and feel free to, you know, engage. I'm very active on social media, so feel free to engage with me. I love engaging with supporters and fans. So um, I look forward to, um, you know, seeing everybody out there once we get off quarantine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just, um, you know, people just, um, you know, just take it easy, be easy on yourself, and just take it day by day because we are truly doing this day by day now. <laughs> That's excellent, and as I always say, uh, be kind to yourself, be kind to one another, love yourself, love one another, because love trumps hate. Absolutely. Gary, thank you so much for your time this morning, and I'm Mm -hmm. wishing you a very peaceful, productive, pleasant day during this (laughs) quarantine. Thank you so much. And likewise, wishing you the same. So um, everybody be blessed out there. Thank you so much, Eric. All right. Thank you, Terry. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.